Welcome to the VGC Podcast. My name is Christopher Knowles, and today we are pulling more questions that you guys commonly ask us in our comment section on TikTok and on Instagram. Uh, if you're on YouTube, you can see that my dog Snickers is behind me, so we have a special guest today. But uh, we're going to jump straight in like we always do and get you guys on your way to implementing more things that will help you grow your skills. So the first question of the day is tips for timing a spike. I think, in my personal opinion, timing is the most important thing when it comes to hitting. Because if you have the highest vertical in the world or the lowest vertical vertical in the world, it doesn't matter if your timing is way off to even hit the ball, right? If you're way too early or if you're way too late, that is more important than your ability to even contact the ball because timing the ball is what comes first. So anything that comes after that doesn't matter until you master that first thing. So my biggest thing when it comes to timing is the better the timing, the better the swing, right? And so how we can improve our timing is number one, be going into our second step when the setter has the ball in their hands, right? So as the ball is being passed, we're on that first slow step. And then when the ball is getting into the setter's hand, we're going into that second step, our timing, our direction step, so that when that ball is released, we can adjust our second step if needed. And then we're moving into our aggressive step close as the ball is coming near us so that we can be aggressive and be confident that we know where the ball is going because we slowed down our approach. We waited maybe a half second longer to get into that, to, to be getting into our second step. And so we're more confident and capable of hitting a better swing because we timed it better when we're going into our step close as the ball is being released rather than being on our step close as it's in their hands or being way too late and being on our first step as the ball is being released. So make sure that you're timing it well and you can remember that by making sure that you're going into your second step as the ball is getting into the setter's hands and then also remembering that as a hitter, you need to adjust your speed based off the ball that is in the setter's hands, right? And what comes out of the setter's hands and what pass is going into the setter's hands. A lot of young players make the same exact approach every single time physically without them even noticing. And that's why their hitting's not consistent because no one volleyball play is going to be exact same from any other volleyball play. So that means that your approach shouldn't be the same every single time, right? So making sure that your speed is being adjusted and dynamic to what's happening in the game. And if the pass is really low and quick, then that means the set's gonna come off really fast. So you should adjust your approach to what is happening in front of you. And then if it's a super high pass, then slowing down and adjusting your approach that way. So the two biggest things is making sure you're getting into that second step when the setter has it in their hands and you're in system at a system you want to wait a lot longer. And then the second thing is making sure that you're not making the exact same approach every single time and you're adjusting the speed based off this ball that you see uh, coming off the passer's platform and coming out of the setter's hands. And that really summarizes the fact that the better your timing will be, the better the spike you will hit. So now that's the biggest thing when it comes into hitting and timing. And so the second question is, hello coach, could you please make a video about serve receive and how to have a greater floor defense? So this is something that I've actually been working on like pretty much my entire career, but especially recently. 
And the big summary of what I've kind of compiled all the stuff that I've learned to in like a quick sentence is the earlier you are prepared, the more passes you will get, right? It really boils down to our preparation before the ball is coming to us. And that really leads to the specific outcome of if we get the pass or if we don't get the pass, right? Or the, the dig or whatever it might be. And so how we can really break this down of the best ways to prepare ourselves is making sure, number one, we have our arms out early. Number two, that we're passing with our hips and we're not passing with our arms. I'll get into that. And then the third thing is we're also light on our feet and we are ready to move. Right. So the first thing of having our arms out is a lot of times we'll see that players have their arms on their knees during service eve or their hands on their legs or their arms aren't actually out. They're just kind of laying by their side. So then that little half second it takes to get our arms up when they're not already up can really determine the uh, outcome of if the ball is passed or not. Right. That little half second to get your arms up compared to when they're already up can cause a really different result. So make sure that your arms are up, not up by your face ready to handset, but not already committed to a platform pass, but kind of nice 90 degrees bent at your torso, ready to go, ready to go up or down to take it with our hands or take it with our platform. Just making sure you have your arms up first. The second thing of passing with your hips is something I really learned recently that I think is something that's really going to unlock a lot of my defensive power. More specifically, this isn't really, this is for service Eve as well, but it's more aimed at, at defense of trying to pass with your hips rather than your arms. Because a lot of the time we swing our arms to try and get to the ball and that results in a lot of balls sprayed out or sprayed behind us. And so what, how we really want to think about it is passing with our hips. So getting our hips there first because when we do that, the rest of our body follows with it, right? So if you shoot your hips to the left, your arms are naturally going to follow with and your torso is with it. So you have the power to hold that ball and really have the strength behind your platform when you're passing with your hips. So just think about passing with your hips first rather than your arms so that you can make more great defensive efforts and plays. And then the third thing is just being light on your feet. A lot of players, especially taller players, coming from experience, someone who gets stuck very often, is we're not very light on our feet. We're not really truly ready to move at a moment's notice. So just make sure that's something that's really that can really help with having a split step, is being lighter on your feet so when you make that split step, you're able to move in any direction that you need to quickly rather than being planted like a tree in your position. And if it moves to the left or to the right or in front of you, it's a lot harder to get to unless you're lighter on your feet. This is definitely something that I'm working towards, but just make sure you're working on having that split step and you're a lot lighter on your feet. So it's arms out, passing with your hips, the lighter, you're on, the lighter you are on your feet, the better. And the more you are prepared earlier, the better the passes you will get and the more passes you will get. So those are my really three biggest things when it comes down to service even passing. Now the third question is, as a hitter, how do I make good hitting decisions? Examples, when to play shots or where to swing. So this is actually a great question because I think hitting decisions is actually very important, especially at the higher levels of not just needing to hit as hard as you can every single swing. That's definitely something that I was doing, especially like 16, 17s year is I always thought like roll shots and tips were like a form of weakness, like you can't really hit the ball. And that 
resulted in me getting a lot of great super hard swings, but then it also resulted in me getting blocked a couple of times when I really shouldn't have. So that was a big mindset shift for me of like, hey, it's okay to tip, it's okay to roll shot, it's not a sign of weakness, right? It's it's a sign of that, hey, you're playing the game a lot better and you're playing it a lot smarter. So I think the way I really think about it is beforehand and then really a lot of what decisions come down to is what you see during. So when you eye check what's in front of you as far as the block that you see, that can really result in uh, like what is going to happen if they go try and do block you and you do get set. Because if you see, oh, like for me as an opposite, oh, the outside is way too far inside or the middle is already biting on the middle super hard. So if I get set, I can go angle, right? Just the smallest eye check before you even get set can really give yourself a lot of great information that you can utilize when you're hitting, right? And things like that. So on the outside, it's like, oh, if the middle and the oppo are already going over to block the three, then you have angle wide open, right? Or you have line if the opposite dives in, right? And that's something that you can see before you even get set. So reading the blocker and reading what's in front of you before you even get set is a huge thing as far as getting yourself ready to understand what's going to be in front of you if you get set. And then the second thing is reading your block again, but as you're hitting. So as you're going up and approaching, being able to see the hands in front of you is a great tool to utilize. So that is also a good piece of making sure that you're not hitting way too far above you, right? You're not hitting with the ball right on top of your head to where you can't see anything in front of you. You want to be contacting the ball in front of you so you can see what's in front of you and the hands in front of you. And so when you're able to see the hands in front of you, that really showcases what's happening in front of you and what shots are available to you, right? Is there a seam in the block, right? If there's two hands over here and two hands over here, that means there's a gap and you can hit in between there, right? If it's really, they really did a great job of closing, but it's too far inside, that means you have line, right? And so being able to use your peripherals and see the block in front of you as you're swinging is a huge tool that you can use to actually just literally pick apart blocks and utilize the different swings that you have in your arsenal. And something that I really think about as far as should I hit the ball really hard or should I make a shot like a roll shot or a tip is if there's an opening, hit it, right? Like if you see a gap in the block, go for it and hit it as hard as you can. Like if they make some crazy play and move their hands and block you, like so be it you saw the gap and that's what you're going for and that's what you're trained to do right if they're way too far outside and there's you can see the libero and the middle back that's how much angle you have hit it as hard as you can right and the same thing for the line shot if there's if they parted like the red sea and there's so much line then go for it right if you hit it out that's something else you know what i mean but if you just see that and make that decision that there's a huge opening then hit it as hard as you can but in cases where if it's a truly solid double block or it's a little bit tighter, it's a little bit too far off, you're in a little bit of a not a, the best in-system situation, then that's where you can really go for a shot like tooling it off, tipping it over, roll shotting it to the off blocker and the thousands of different shots that are open to you in just really as a hitter. So I would say if there's an opening, if you see something, right, like there's a gap, there's any, like, the way I think about it is like sunlight, right, if the block is closed and it's really dark, but you find the light, you find the opening, then hit it, right, and then if you think you can really challenge the block and tool off really hard, then also hit it, right, but if it's, if it's not there, 
then make a shot, right? If it's not there, then hit a shot. If you see the light, then hit anything in sight, right? That's a little thing for you to remember. But if you see any light, hit anything that you can see. And if it's not really there, if they put a really good block, keep the game alive, cause some chaos, but really do anything that can be a positive for your team rather than making kind of a dumb error. If you're just like, oh, I don't see anything. I'm hit it as hard as I can. That's not what we want. So decision-making is a huge thing as a hitter. So the more you can incorporate those three things of reading what's in front of you prior to getting set, seeing the hands in front of you, using your peripherals to pick that shot, and then seeing if there's an opening, then hit it. If there's not, then cause chaos, make a shot, do something that's a positive for your team. So those are the three questions that we've answered in this podcast. That's the end of the episode. If you liked what you heard or you really got something that can really benefit you and you're something that you're going to implement, then share the show, put it on your story, put it somewhere to really help other players get to that level that you're working towards. And if you're here at the end of the podcast, you're obviously working to implement more things into your game. So share this episode, share the show with more volleyball players that want to learn just like you. And we will see you next week and always grow together.